0: to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. You made squeezing nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe so you can join us every Tuesday for a brand new episode. And add us on Facebook and Instagram at Keeping It Juicy podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 14. Um, If you guys haven't heard from the previous post that we did, uh, put up a couple days ago. We are going to go ahead and talk about the Expo West and we'll dive more into that later. But first let's get some new nutrition in the news. Apparently eggs are bad for you again.
0: Yeah. So basically eggs are bad for you. Journal was published in the journal of JAMA and they actually found that eating three to four eggs per week was linked to a 6% increase in a person's risk of developing heart disease and an 8% increase in their risk of dying from any cause during the study period compared to not eating eggs.
1: The the culprit appears to be cholesterol. The study also found that eating 300 milligrams of cholesterol per day was tied to a 17% increase in the risk of developing heart disease, and an 18% increase in the risk of dying during the study period compared with consuming no cholesterol at all.
0: Right, and these findings actually do contradict the latest dietary guidelines for Americans, which were released in 2015, and these are released from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA. And these guidelines say that Americans no longer had to worry about keeping their cholesterol within a certain limit.
1: The authors of the new study from Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine concluded that Americans should limit their cholesterol in egg consumption and that current dietary guidelines for cholesterol may need to be reevaluated.
0: And some of this confusion around cholesterol uh, stems from two seemingly contradictory statements that do appear in the guidelines. And on one hand the guidelines say that cholesterol is not a nutrient of concern for overconsumption, but on the other hand the guidelines do say that individuals should eat as little dietary cholesterol as possible when or while consuming a healthy eating pattern. So it's kind of saying you don't need to worry about it but still eat as little as possible. It's <laughs> it's weird.
1: <laughs> still the findings don't mean that you have to shun eggs altogether. As with any food, everything in moderation, quotation marks, remains good advice. So limiting cholesterol may be particularly important for people already at risk for heart disease.
0: Right. And this will link the articles to the study. It's from uh, livescience.com and they do have a link to the actual study, which again, in our last episode, we talked about how important that is. And I just want to go over what the full study says. So not the article, but the full study. When you click on the link, you get a moderate review of the research and methods. But unfortunately, you do need to have a membership or subscribe to get the full text. But the key points are that 29,615 adults were pulled from six prospective cohort studies. And the data was collected between March 25th, 1985 and August 31st, two thousand. Sixteen. So this was a very long study and, you know, they looked at this data for a very long time. Data was collected uh, from self-reporting diets and they were harmonized using a standardized protocol. In our last episode, we talked about what some of the pros and cons were with self-reported data. So just something to keep in mind.
1: So with that being said, Let's move on to Nutrition in the News Part 2. Yes, Part (laughs) 2. Never been done before. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Um, But I do want to bring up something that's a little bit, I guess, flashier, as one would say. Um, I'm sure you guys know that about the Brittany Dawn incident. So mm-hmm. with that, I do want to bring up this article called How Dallas Area Influencer Found Herself at the Mercy of Social Media's Double-Edged Sword. So basically, this lady just, she shares fitness, and she shares lifestyle tips, and then she eventually became a professional bikini, bikini competitor, and then, she, like any other bikini competitor does, they start their own fucking business. So with that Mm -hmm. being said, you have all these clients, and apparently she sold some of these plans for as much as $300 each. But the quicker and quicker, the more and more clients that she got and the more famous she got, This, this girl, Brittany, her original last name was Davis, found herself at this huge, the center of this huge epic backlash because everyone started to realize Oh shit! These plants aren't actually legit. There was so much backlash that there were, the backlash originally sparked from this video that did come out on YouTube uh, about this guy who pretended to be, who pretended to be the father of some girl. Um, apparently, went up to Brittany Davis and called her out on her plans and said that she stole money from her daughter and so. Britney Dawn's reaction, if you can tell from the video, instead of confronting and talking to him, she started to cringe into the corner behind one of the guys that was already at the booth. So she didn't even really do anything. And then from that, the backlash just grew kind of like a snowball. And it grew so much that on Facebook, they even opened up a a private Facebook group of almost 4,000 people and called it Britney Dawn Fitness complaints, where they openly <laughs> shared all of their experiences. Uh, so from there on out, Brittany Don de- decided to, of course, like any other quote unquote celebrity would do, she created a video trying to explain herself. She even said she was scared to film this video, and there was even. Some remarks of her trying to say I was she was never trying to mislead her followers and she made a mistake uh, of trying to run the business on her own. She even said that she should have hired more people. But long story short, she never returned anybody's money. Mm-hmm. I bet she I bet you she, she already like spent it on all those Starbucks and the Range Rover that she bought herself.
0: <laughs> Probably um, that's where everybody's money went. Yeah. And I it just I feel works. like this whole event is going to bring to light a lot of the kind of like the underbelly of the fitness industry. True. And really go to show how many fitness trainers and nutritionists out there like you know, these social media famous people don't are make me really, vomit. Yeah, they're really just misleading their followers. And, you know, it's, it's debatable if she actually provided her clients with some sort of material or she just never spoke to them again, whatsoever. It's not really clear to me which, which one was happening, but I also feel like I experienced a little bit of that with my coach. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't feel like the diet was tailor fit towards me. I felt like I struggled the entire time. I did have like weekly check-ins and whatnot, but they were very vague. I'd mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm starving all the time. She's like, but keep up the great work. And it's like but <laughs> I'm dying. Like, I, this isn't okay. And fortunately, you know, she gave me my money back, which is great. But she but- didn't, Whitney not didn't do any of that. Right, exactly.
1: I feel like if you are that good of a coach, you wouldn't need thousands and thousands of people to exactly. to steal money from. I feel like if you're a mm-hmm. good coach, you have a select good amount of number of people and then you charge a higher price, of course, if you're credentialed and all that stuff,
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: go through with the program instead okay. of having these basic ass programs.
0: Obviously, if you're charging higher ticket prices, you're gonna have more of like a niche market. That's specific to I don't know moms or certain athletes or whatever so be it but she's obviously trying to appeal to the masses because her programs were about 300 bucks which honestly isn't that expensive for a coaching program diet and personalized coaching or whatever but she wasn't delivering on that so the value's not justified
1: oh god I I even that even sounds expensive to me maybe I'm just being cheap (laughs) uh
0: it's, it's really not I mean I shopped around for a lot of coaches when I was looking for one, um, when I was prepping, but keep in mind competition prep. And then just overall, like fat loss is very, 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 very different arenas in the fitness industry. So for, and I've had friends too, they've bought, you know, these online coaching programs from, people they follow on social media and honestly around 300 bucks is an average going rate i would say anywhere between like 150 to 300 is very typical in the industry
1: yeah all i know is if you're gonna buy a plan please don't buy it just solely based off of looks and followers like 35k 1.2 1.2 million. I don't give two shits if they don't have the credentials behind the names. I feel like you're cheating yourself. That's just me,
0: of course. Yeah, and you know, for 300 bucks, you are not going to get quality coaching. And like you had said, if your coaching is really good, you shouldn't need that many clients. Mm-hmm. Charge a little bit more if you when you have the credentials. And you won't need as many clients to pay your bills, mm-hmm. and you'll be better at it. Because yeah. it seems like one of her main problems was she should have gotten more employees. And I don't know if I believe that. I don't I mean, believe I, I don't believe think two
1: seconds out of it.
0: I don't think people's businesses just are an overnight success, and they don't. <laughs> I don't know. You never hear someone say, my business grew so fast, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) It just, it doesn't happen like that.
1: I just feel like, long story short, it was both her fault, and I feel like it was the general public's fault, in my opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, both sides was not educated enough um, to follow through with these programs and whatnot, and marketing and whatnot. It's finished.
0: also you know we can get as technical as saying it's also partially you know state and government's fault for not protecting titles
1: absolutely no but absolutely I do I feel like the government government does play a huge role in this. I feel there's a lot of things I feel but <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like I I can point this out time and time time over time again, and I'll continue to keep preaching it, doctors, there's a clear line. Okay. Nursing, there's a clear line. There's still there's still going to be people that try to preach like these other ways, but in regards, to, in regards to nutrition and just the exercise part of it, everyone gets a little bit confused for some reason. Everybody, because the government, I feel, did not have enough strict laws to regulate any of these and that's why a lot of customers are upset. That's why a lot of consumers are trying to backlash Brittany Dawn and probably several others as we speak, in my opinion.
0: I, I feel like this is going to give rise to just more about how frequently this actually happens. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it is time for some of you know some light to be shown on this side of the industry.
1: Plans should be more than just about looks and genetics and should be made from actual substance.
0: Right. Anyways, I need to bring my blood pressure down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So diving into Expo West. So this is where we were uh, about a week ago. Uh, we've been going together for what, five, five or six years or something like that? Okay. So getting into what Expo West is. Expo West is a uh, food exposition that is actually owned by the New Hope Network, and the first expo was held in 1981, and it had 3,000 attendees. In 2018, there were actually 3,500 companies and 132 countries represented at the expo, and currently about 90,000 industry professionals attend this expo in Anaheim every, every year. So you go in and you've got like a little badge that you walk around the expo with, with your company that you're associated with, your position, and or the industry you represent.
1: Fun fact, if you're a dietitian, you can get them for free. So, <laughs> there you <know>. go. <laughs> so from their website, uh, it says trade shows, education conferences, and in-person networking events continue to be the preferred means of fighting new industry opportunities while strengthening current business relationships. So whether you're looking to launch a new product or connect with top buyers, increasing the awareness of your personal brand, or just tapping into the latest natural and organic trends, our in-person events can help take your business to the next level. The Expo West is also held in Baltimore. It's actually called the Expo East. And Fun Fact (laughs) is also held in... Europe, um, which I would like to go.
0: So this is a huge, huge expo. It's just it, insane.
1: It would put Fancy to shame. I've heard <laughs> from other people that this looks like Fancy on steroids.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've never been to Fancy, but this thing is insane. I mean, we usually go one. I usually go one out of the three days, but I'm definitely considering starting to go more. Just because yeah. in addition to vendors, they also do classes and teaching little seminars and things like that. Um, I
1: think we have to pay extra for the seminars, but I'd be down to do that next year.
0: Yeah, there's some free ones. This year was a lot about CBD oil from what I gathered.
1: That was a big trend. Yeah, yeah there's uh,
0: always like a focal point, I feel, of, you know, there's a product that is just getting all of the... the uh, fame
1: yeah you always when you walk through the conference you I felt like I was overstimulated there's a lot of shit happening and I was confused and I was (laughs) hungry and I was full at the same time
0: yeah (laughs) your feet hurt your shoulders hurt it's a it's a day it's a full day to say the least we actually parked you know pretty far away and we ubered back and forth between our our car, and the expo to drop off our samples. Yes. Quite an experience.
1: Quite the experience.
0: Yeah. So we basically just want to talk a little bit about the products that caught our attention. We've got a few each, but as we work our way through the samples, we'll definitely share good ones that we come across. But I kid you not, I probably have... One, two, three, four, five bags of samples at this time. So, it's a lot. Same. <laughs> yeah. You probably have more because you went two days.
1: Yes, unfortunately I did. <laughs> I, I, I even brought back a margarita mix that's natural and non-GMO. Which one? Reason. I don't know the brand. It was some off-brand. And they're like, you want to have it? I was like, sure. I don't oh. care. Oh. Free. Because Americans, free means the best shit ever.
0: Exactly. So one of the first ones that I want to talk about that caught my attention, it's called, the, the company is called Good Night, and their little slogan is Snack Right, Sleep Tight. And it's this little chocolate that is meant to help you sleep. So... Like we mentioned at this expo, you're getting samples kind of thrown at you left and right. And I made the mistake of sampling this chocolate midday, and I (laughs) definitely felt really tired. It was probably a little bit of the exhaustion from just walking around and eating all of these different foods. But I will say it felt more of a relaxed tired than an actual exhausted tired, if you Mm -hmm. know what I mean. So their little claim to fame for these chocolates is they contain L-theanine and magnesium and casein. And L-theanine and magnesium do have muscle relaxing properties and casein is your slow digesting protein and many people will actually take it before bed. One of the cons and things that I don't really like about this product is they only come in two flavors, dark chocolate cherry and milk chocolate cherry. And I'm one of the crazy people who doesn't like cherry and chocolate combo. It also had a weird texture. It was kind of chewy, kind of squishy, not like a chocolate that I'd expect. The nutrition facts for this product were 190 calories, 13 grams of fat, 7 grams of saturated fat, 11 grams of carbs, 1 fiber, 8 grams of sugar, which were all uh, added sugars, obviously, and then 6 grams of protein. So all in all, like I do feel like this little chocolate worked. It did help me feel more relaxed. It did make me a little bit sleepy. And if you like the taste of chocolate and cherry, this might be like a better option for you than chowing down on like dove chocolates before bed. If that's your thing, there definitely are some nutrients in there that can help promote sleep. And for chocolate, there is a decent amount of protein. It's definitely not like a good source or anything, but it's more than just regular old chocolate. You tried it too, didn't you?
1: Uh, no, I just watched you fall asleep. That
0: was <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so the next product that really caught my attention, it's a company called Mix- Mixology. Mixology.
1: <laughs> Mixology.
0: <laughs> but there's two L's. Mix, M-I-X-A-L-L-O-G-Y. Think outside the box. It's one or the other. It's either Mixology or Mixology. Uh, (laughs) We will definitely link all of these companies on our website and on an Instagram post or something. Because I don't know how to pronounce that clearly. But this is actually a company that I noticed last year. And I thought they were so different and cool that I bought them on Amazon. And I I really liked it a lot. So what this product is, is this is from their little Amazon description. The directions are you get this little, it's called a shot pod. And it's your measuring device. This is basically a product that helps you make different alcoholic drinks. So you take your little shot pod as your measuring device And you combine the mix that comes in the shot pod with some water and then one shot of whatever spirit you'd like, shake it and serve it. And they have six different flavors, like kind of bases that you can use. They have a margarita one. I think they have a a daiquiri one. Uh, I bought the lemon one. So I made like lemon drops. Mm hmm. And all of their ingredients are certified, organic, low calorie. The basic ingredients are just a little bit of sugar and then almost like dried fruit juices. So it's better than just your kind of syrupy alcohol mixers. You know, it tastes definitely very fresh and very uh, cleaner than all of your other sugary mixers.
1: So I should drink it more often. <laughs>
0: I did not say that. (laughs) Why not? It makes things more fun. Okay. So, yeah, I really like this product. They were there again this year, and the the guy running the booth was super cool. He chatted with us for a little bit, which, you know, makes a difference for us when we are – deciding which products to talk about because you come across some people who are running booths and they can be rude. So we're always stare
1: at you sometimes.
0: They judge yeah. some people judge and we're obviously not going to talk about your product or share it with anybody if you're rude. So Mm -hmm. super cool company. Definitely check them out. I like their, um, different mixes a lot. So the next thing that I want to go into is it definitely sparked my attention, um, I'm not quite sure what to think about it. It's a, the, the company's called Sweet Defeat, and it claims to stop your sugar cravings. And this definitely just caught our attention because we are pretty against that whole, you know, there's no such thing as a magic pill, just, you know, everything in moderation. You know, sugar's yes, we made a whole episode on sugar being very dangerous, but it's, it's your problem if you choose to cons- over-consume sugar, not the sugar's fault. So I want cocaine, okay? <laughs> just give me cocaine instead. So, you know, we got into a good conversation with the, the guy at the booth, and he was very informative and, you know, was very nice to us. He basically says that this little lozenge will block the taste buds on your tongue. <laughs> and... It it just sounds so intriguing. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I guess I get it, but how? What is it? And the active ingredients in this product are zinc. And I know I'm gonna say this word wrong. Genema leaf extract. Pretty spot on. Okay, it's it's spelled G Y M N E M A. Gemina, Gemina. Um, I'd never heard of it. You know, there's so much stuff out on the market. But apparently, this leaf extract will block the taste buds on your tongue. And and other ingredients in there are sorbitol and spirulina extract. And I tried one. And it definitely tastes like a breath mint at first. But then once you kind of get through that first layer, I'm assuming the first layer is the sorbitol and spirulina, it just has Mm. like a a neutral-ish Taste, and I call it neutral-ish because if you've ever like drank fountain water and it tastes like water but not quite like water, that's what it left my mouth tasting like. So yeah.
1: it felt like that to me too. Okay, tried you tried?
0: It. Oh, okay, I didn't know you had tried it too. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, I was there with you. Okay. No, we didn't try it at the expo. I tried it here. Oh, I tried it
1: at the expo. Oh,
0: I didn't. I tried it. I tried it a few hours before we started recording. Okay. So, so apparently, there are a pretty good amount of studies that show that this genema leaf extract and the major compound in genema leaf extract is genemic acid. So, there is a fair amount of studies that say genemic acid's do in fact interact with the taste receptors on your tongue to tempo temporarily suppress the taste of sweetness. So I'm like, okay, it's one thing if it stops my craving, but cravings, but it's another thing if it makes sweet stuff taste different. So I tried it. So I tried the little lozenge, and I, I guess I was I would say like I was having a craving, but it wasn't like an outrageous craving, but I can always go for something sweet. So I'm like, all right, let's try this little thing tried it, experienced the the little bit of like minty sweetness and then the kind of neutral. And then I decided to eat something super sweet to see if my taste receptors were in fact actually blocked. So I tried one of my peeps, which are about as close to, you know, 100% sugar as you can get. And I will say that it still definitely tasted sweet, but I... The intensity of the sweetness, I guess, seemed the same, but the part of my tongue where like the lozenge dissolved, which was like the middle, definitely felt dry. Whereas like the other areas of my tongue felt like they were picking up on the sweetness more. So I noticed that. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if there's any promise of this in the future, but it's definitely something I hadn't seen before, and especially the uh, mechanism of how it works by blocking your taste buds. I just thought it was really interesting.
1: I've heard of something similar to that. There yeah. was um, at my private practice that I work at. My uh, the other my boss, the dietitian, um, she it brings in these lozenges called Meal Enders, and I mm-hmm. think that's an the actual brand title and. You're supposed to take it after you eat your lunch, dinner, what mm-hmm. have you not. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to help you prevent further cravings after you eat your mm-hmm. meals. I mean, I've tried it a couple times and um, I, I can't remember the ingredients in it, but it's supposed to from comparing it to this. To this sweet defeat, it sounds pretty similar, but the right. instructions are different, so <laughs> this is maybe the second time I've heard of something like this. People are trying to block use something else to block cravings and appetite and whatnot
0: yeah it's it's definitely
1: different. going from that, I do want to bring up the products that I like enjoy a lot. I will say two of these products I did enjoy a lot before coming to the expo, and I got really fucking excited when they were there. Um, the first, the first product was something called Smart Sweets, and I actually found this out through another dietitian friend of mine, who uh, basically was just trying to figure out any other, I guess, sweet cravings that we can kind of curb. And it's called Smart Sweets, so it's these gummy bears, and I guess just gummy bears that uh, are a lot healthier for you. So the slogan is "Kick Sugar." Keep candy, and there's also even a hashtag hashtag on instagram, so I found it cool because the c e o and the founder is only twenty three years old, so she's younger than me, <laughs> and she came up with this idea and it's woman owned and operated, so I'm all about women owned businesses um so I thought that was cool to begin with, and it marketed markets its products as 85% less sugar than the leading gummy bear brand. So per bag, it has 3 grams of sugar, 90 to 80 calories depending on the type that you do purchase, 0 grams of fat, and roughly about 30-something grams of carbs, mostly coming from dietary fiber. So I I assume your poops would be more regular.
0: (laughs) Um, Well... You didn't mention, it. each bag has about 28 grams of fiber.
1: Yes, 28 grams of fiber uh, as well. And it they do market it as being free from artificial flavors and the sugar alcohol that likes to bloat you so much and the artificial colors. And they market it as non-GMO and gluten-free. The ingredients do include prebiotic soluble fiber from tapioca, which would I assume contribute to the dietary fiber that you see and gelatin. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not vegan. Uh, chicory mm-hmm. root fiber, citric acid, malic acid, fruit and vegetable juice for the color, natural fruit flavor, coconut oil. Um, I, I assume a smidge and then stevia leaf extract mm-hmm. and carnauba wax. And this is, for now, is found on Amazon for the most part, and the actual website. I assume they're gonna come out into stores because this is a relatively new company, and the fact that they're blowing up so quickly says a whole lot to me.
0: Yeah, I was super excited when you showed me these. Like, my mind was literally blown. I'm like, how the heck can you get 28 grams of fiber in a package of gummy bears? But when you read the ingredients, it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. There's nothing off the wall And it doesn't taste like shit either. It tastes pretty good. It doesn't
1: taste like the gummy bears that have sugar, alcohol in it. It tastes like regular gummy bears. I mean, you're not going to have that cheap sugar in it, but it still tastes
0: really good. Uh, Yeah, and the consistency is good too. Oh,
1: yeah. So the next product that I found that I really liked is this company called Protein 2O. So I already recommend this product to my pediatric patients. So this was actually pretty cool of me to find them at the expo. It is a Chicago based company and they kind of market their product as water and protein without all the unnecessary calories. So it's a line of naturally fruit flavored protein waters that has 10 to 15 grams of whey protein isolate. So Maybe not ideal for those huge bodybuilders that needs like X amount of protein, but it does give you that nice flavor without that huge, weird way consistency that you do tend to find in protein supplements and powders.
0: When I tried it, I was very impressed that it didn't taste like crappy cheese and like a, an aftertaste, which all other protein waters I've ever tried left this nasty Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. They do, a lot of the other supplements do have this weird aftertaste, but I found this product didn't have that. And what the cool thing about it is they're also low-calorie and they're low-carb. They also market market themselves as non-GMO, gluten-free, lactose-free, BPA-free, and kosher certified and free of artificial preservatives. In regards to sugar content, the 15-gram protein product has 0 grams of sugar, and the 10-gram of protein does contain 5 grams of sugar. So instead of consuming all these sodas, juices, and iced teas on the market that are loaded with sugar, going towards this protein 2-hour line would seem to be more ideal because each bottle actually contains between 60 to 70 calories. That was one of the best things that I like about this product. And another good thing that I actually found out at the expo after talking to some of the people at the booth was that they actually had this little bariatric weight loss surgery program already going on. They already have tips and whatnot online that is led by this doctor named Dr. Brad Archer. And, he did, and they did mention that he and everyone else on that company do love to connect with dietitians and supporting protein goals for these bariatric surgery-specific patients. So I thought that was cool because I was already recommending it, and they scanned my badge, so they're going to give me some coupons to give to my patients. That was really cool. <laughs> and they already sell this product in Sam's Club and Walmart and a couple other stores. So I like this company a lot.
0: Yeah, that's cool
1: especially if you're like lactose intolerant and you don't really like that creamy flavor and you don't want it all the time. I felt like this was a pretty good alternative. And last but not least, there is this company which I never in a million years thought I would like. Uh, I did try this company a couple of years back and I didn't really like it. Then we tried it this year. It's called Beyond Meat. So Beyond Meat mm-hmm. is a Los Angeles based producer of plant-based meat substitutes founded in 2009 by this guy named ethan brown and it's for the most part for the most part found in whole foods nationally across the united states so i i guess Mm -hmm. it's kind of annoying that it's limited to one store
0: i found it in um in ralph's by my house okay okay well california woo, Um, (laughs)
1: but they didn't have it here so I guess they're expanding from there, but they did win a couple of awards last year and this year for their plant-based meats. So the biggest kind of ordeal and motto is that by shifting from animal to plant-based meat, they're creating one savory solution that solves four of the growing issues that attribute to livestock production. That's human health, climate change, constraints on natural source resources, and animal welfare so I thought that was really cool that they're focusing on the bigger image of just the product itself they do talk about how it how by creating these products it does use 99% less water 93% less land 90% less greenhouse gases such as carbon dioxide and 46% less energy to produce their products. And they do have three product lines, so they have the Beyond Burger, the Beyond Sausage, and the Beyond Beef Crumbles. So I did try the sausage and the crumbles. Holy shit! I it tasted like meat. It was it was really good. Like I don't know if I tried the previous year and I didn't like it, but I tried it this year and I really liked it. And you remember my friend Leah, she tried, She a huge meat and cheese eater mm-hmm. and when she tried it she thought it tasted really good and she thought it tasted like meat.
0: Yeah, I like them a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. They kind of market their products as like for example the burger, they market it as the first plant-based burger that looks and it cooks and it satisfies like beef without the gluten, soy, or GMOs. So the the ingredient lists do include water, pea protein isolate, canola oil, coconut oil, and a whole bunch of other products as well. So this is definitely very vegan friendly. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not a, I'm not a vegan, obviously, but I do try to stay away from like the beef and all that other stuff. But if I was to go vegan, I would definitely pick this company, and I really, really enjoyed it. Seeing them sear and trying them out this year.
0: Yeah, I've I didn't try them at the expo, but I've actually purchased them before, mm-hmm. and they they do cook very similar to beef. And I will say too, I, I read something um, an article about them, and they do have beet juice extract as one of their ingredients, which mm-hmm. actually adds to a little bit of the cooking effect. Mm-hmm. So it makes it almost look bloody, for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> but it it really does cook like beef, and it does have that juiciness that beef has. It doesn't taste like your typical veggie patty. And my favorite thing about this one is that it does have pea protein in it, and it doesn't have uh, soy.
1: So I need to get to Whole Foods store immediately because this place does not have one
0: my <laughs> only complaint is that they're very expensive there's oh. uh for two patties it's about seven or eight bucks
1: oh my that's yeah a bound up and-
0: yeah it's definitely steep that's why i've only tried it twice i think but
1: Man. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out to see if it gets cheaper, and if it gets cheaper, you bet your ass I'm going to buy some more of it. Yeah,
0: definitely not, not something I can afford every day, but that is my <laughs> main complaint, is that, you know, if they were even 20% cheaper, I would probably buy them a lot more, but they're just pricey.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of vegan products and new pro- products to start off with, will be pricier, but hopefully with more production and whatnot, it'll be cheaper. But I I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah.
1: And another thing I do want to bring up. (laughs) uh, You weren't here when I went to the expo for the second day, but we were touring with my two other friends. We were touring the supplement area, Mm -hmm. and we came across this company called Nature's Plus, Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure you guys have heard of before, and we saw some samples. We're like, okay, let's just go browse through, and then we saw multivitamins, and we're like, okay, that's cool, and some energy B12 stuff. I'm like, okay, and that at the very end, it had two like large containers of testosterone <laughs> for men, and I grabbed one with me now just to read. <laughs> ingredient list and I'm going to read it real quick. It has vitamin C, vitamin E, vitamin B6, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, and it has a Furano Max blend. So it has fenugreek extract and it has a proprietary nutrient blend of turmeric, ginseng, redolia, rose extract, L-histidine, l phenylalanine propanol L-carnitine and it has grape and apple extracts and a couple other polyphenols and boron and apparently this is supposed to boost testosterone in men and the hilarious part I found about this is as soon as we walked away two grown-ass men around 50 to 60 years old emptied the entire fucking bucket
0: oh no <laughs> what? well it happens yeah, I, it's just, I
1: mean, if people want to find the natural Viagra, I guess that's the way to go. I'm not going to try this product because I don't have a manhood, but if there's any volunteers, please raise your voice.
0: <laughs> well, women still still have testosterone. Um, No, they do, but
1: years ago, they told me my testosterone was a little too high.
0: All the gains.
1: And I'm also very hairy, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mediterranean genes. Man. Okay,
0: I wasn't going to go there, but you you went there, so not my fault.
1: Well, here we are. <laughs> you guys know more than you need to. TMI, some might call it.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, but there's a lot of interesting stuff out there, and the expo is a great place to go if you ever want to get more information about that.
1: Again, dietitians get them for free. So please go now when you can. They have it on the West. They have it on the East. They have it in Europe. They have it in multiple places. Go.
0: There you go. No excuses. Yeah. All right. right. So as, like we said, as we try more things, we will definitely um, keep you posted on some of our favorites. But those are just some of our favorites for now. And then a little bit more information about the expo in general.
1: And, of course, watch out for my Instagram story on Dietex Anonymous. Obviously, <laughs> I'm going to post on there about my reviews and my rating. So yep. watch Same. out.
0: Same. All right. We will catch you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. You main
1: squeeze in nutrition.
0: Don't forget to subscribe so you can join us every Tuesday for a brand new episode.
1: Also, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Keeping It Juicy Podcast.
0: We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a review. Five stars, no less. On whatever platform you're listening to, or send us an email at keepingitjuicypodcast at gmail.com.
1: Or if you have any topics you'd like for us to touch upon, shoot us an email. Until next time, don't do anything that I wouldn't do.